Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Log Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. Outside boxing podcast coming to you live July 28, 2020. What's going on, everybody? How you doing? Um, really beautiful day out here so far. So far, so far, so good. Um, kind of hot out here in the San Joaquin Valley, man. Feels good to be chilling inside for the most part. Heating up this week, man, for everybody out here on this side of the coast. Make sure you get your water intake and all that stuff. Get a good night rest and all that. You want to be on top of your game and peak performance when it comes to this goddamn heat that we got out here in the Central Valley. Um, But, yeah, anyways, man, just here chilling, coming to you live, speaking on behalf of OBP. We're here live and we're doing this shit on a, what is it, Tuesday? Oh, wait, today, goddamn Monday, got me fucked up in the game. But, you know, it is Tuesday. Wow. I still didn't know what days was which. I think we're supposed to do it on Monday. That's why I got a little confused. Um, but something happened. Forget to press the send button. I don't know. Technology ain't really the most reliable thing around these parts. But, nonetheless, we're here live and in effect, man. Um, man, you know, um, I was thinking what kind of wings to get today. Because with this whole recent happening with Lou Williams getting um, busted being at a strip joint, uh, what is it, uh, City Lights or some shit out in ATL. I was thinking about just getting some wings ever since hearing about that story yesterday. I wanted to get them yesterday, but I didn't have the chance to. I wanted to try something like Wingstop or something. But, you know, um, looked to the old trusty Buffaloes and got me some mango habaneros, man. This is right here down the street. So right now, can't complain. All is good, man. Wish I had some of that hot ones, hot sauce. Uh get some of the last dab type shit on there, man. It's funny to see the reactions from people who claim to like spicy shit but didn't try that one out. Only person I've seen thug it out like that pretty tough is YG. But other than that, stuff's hot, man, but, you know, I like a little kick to my shit. But um, got, a, got some grub going on finished here, so now I'm ready to shoot the shit with the Willie and the guys, man. So just to give you a quick rundown what we have coming up right now. Um Pretty fun topics that we got to talk about today, man. I thought that it was going to be a pretty fun show whenever we could just, uh, whenever just thinking about what kind of topics that we wanted to have for the jump. Uh, definitely going to be talking about Virgil Ortiz and his uh, pretty dominant fashion victory over Sammy Vargas. Trying to figure out which word to use for it because you could have used so many. 
you know, triumphant. Uh, I don't know if you want to just say, you can just call it um, working with enhancement talent, like I used to say back in the day. You can describe it in a whole lot of different ways. In any event, Virgil Ortiz did take care of Sammy Vargas rather convincingly. So, uh, you know, who's surprised? That one is fun. We'll talk about that one and what's going to be next for him because talking about the baby boy wants to get in there with the Lions already. So we'll see if the, if everyone thinks that he should be looking for some of the elites next and what kind of chance he has in doing so. Uh, also, in news that made some pretty big noise, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones making an announcement that they'll be having an exhibition fight. Uh, you know, I... I Normally, I wouldn't care about shit like that, but I'm looking forward to it, man. They're going to have this one in September. Uh, uh, actually, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be September 12th, something like that. Taking Canelo's date, what it looked like, and uh, that'd be fun. I'm down for that. So we're going to be able to see some of the OGs get in the ring and see how everyone feels about what that's going to be like, what kind of numbers that they could do. Mike Tyson got some tough training videos and things like that. Um, so... We'll see, man. It looks, it looks fun. We'll see what everyone's got to take on that one. Oscar De La Hoya, when being asked about fighting Canelo, seems like Oscar's always in the he's always the topic around here. But I'm, I'm starting to come, I'm starting to get a liking to Oscar De La Hoya and some of the things he's been saying. Oscar De La Hoya on the possibility of fighting Canelo Alvarez. That's right, Canelo Alvarez. Ain't such a happy home no more, I imagine so, because Oscar De La Hoya says. I've never backed down from a fight, and I don't plan on doing so. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Can't wait to see what Will has to say about that. That's going to be funny. And, uh, with, you know, me seeing the Virgil ortiz Sammy Vargas fight, which was on the zone, reminds me how I even had the zone in the first place. And I'm going to talk about how I want my money back at the end of the show. But that's what we got lined up for you guys today. So, without further ado, I want to take it to my man, Willa, in Houston, Texas, and see what's good in the hood. Willa, how's it going over there, bro? What kind of uh, what kind of hot wings do you prefer to be munching on? Oh, man. What's up, R- uh, RC, man? Uh, nothing much, man. Um, when it comes to hot wings, I enjoy a nice, regular hot wing. If it's not hot wings, I prefer my wings to just be fried and breaded, maybe with a little lemon pepper on there. You know, if I could have my go-to wings mm-hmm. would be some made by made by my, my my mom or, you know, my aunt or something, some nice crispy fried uh, wings. That's what I like. But mm-hmm. if I had to buy some, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, – I usually go with uh, wing stop, you know, lemon pepper and the atomic. You know, that's, what I, that's, that's how I like to do it, man. Then there's some Chinese. That's what I, I hear. Know, I like to get the Chinese wings. You know, the Chinese people make they they make some pretty good wings too. The Chinamen down here, so you know, I'm a wing guy. I'm eating wings probably <laughs> four four times a month. Really, I'm a wing guy. Yeah, I don't know. Wings was just talking to me after the Lou Williams story. You ain't getting no cravings for getting no wings. I don't know for some reason. Wings was just talking to me ever since yesterday, man. Thanks to Lou Williams, I'm about to tag his ass on Twitter with that. Thanks to Lou, dog. Lou out here hitting Magic City. I think he went to Magic City out there in Atlanta. I've been there one time. Nice. Very nice out there. Uh, You know, when you're looking for that. You're speaking like you're spoken like you have some experience there. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. I've only been there once. You know, usually I hit that alley up 
when I'm out there. But I've been to Magic City on a Monday one time uh, back in the day with this uh, with this with this thick snow bunny. We went in there, and made 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 a little made a little scene in there, dog. Well, so you know, but yeah, <laughs> it's very nice in there. Wow, the food is the the food is delicious. I understand where, I understand why Lou would want to you know make that trip out there because it had. I think I, I had the wings. In fact, we did have wings in there. We messed up, but we had had wings in there, man. Oh man. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm gonna take your word for it. But um, yeah, man. I I'm good right now. I'm content. I feel you though. I like uh, you know, my my chi- my Asian homies make some good wings too. Um, so yeah, kind of quench that little craving that I have. So now. The only thing left on the menu is the boxing talk that we got, man. Um, is JP rocking with us right now, or is it the groups and Tucson to start off yet again, my friend? Uh, yeah, no, Jay, we got JP on. Okay, yeah, let's take it to SoCal then and see what's going on with JP. Um, JP, JP what's good? Like what kind of? Yeah, that's right. I remember something about natural talk, and that certain someone for me wouldn't get a ride home if it was down the block. But hey, JP, what kind of? What kind of hot wings do you like for your preferable choice since we're on the subject? And also, how you going, All is well, RC, man. I hope y'all boys is doing good. Um, my wing preference, I guess that does. Uh, Willa kind of brought me in uh, appropriately natural. Um, I don't go to Wingstop. I don't go to Hooters. Well, they don't got Hooters out here no more. But, um and I definitely don't understand why the hell you go to the strip club to get some wings, but I'm not from the South. Uh-huh. That seems to be more of a Southern thing, those Southern gentlemen down there do. But us fellas over here on the West Coast, we don't go to strip clubs to eat. That might be the cop-out and all, but if we keep it in a buck, I don't think the food's that good where you go to the strip club to, to eat. But my wing preference, man, I, I like to buy them, the whole wings from the store. Now, now I'm going to give you guys a little – I know a lot of y'all young bucks don't really know how to barbecue. You don't understand mm-hmm. how to work coals properly. But I put my wings in this uh, a nice marinade called Mamacita sauce. I don't know if you guys can find it anywhere, but that's the marinade I put mine in. Very simple seasoning, some uh, seasoned salt, a little pepper, not, not, not more than three to four seasonings. And you put that on the grill. But here's the key about putting wings on the grill. As you know, if you've made thighs or legs or any really type of chicken on the grill, you're going to get charred because the pig skin is all fat, and that causes the grease, and that causes the fire, and that causes the char. So when you're doing chicken wings on the grill, you have to let your coals almost be about 50% until they're gone, until they're burning out. They got to be white, and they got to be, you got to let them be past white. They got to start getting smaller then that's when you put your wings on so you can get that beautiful grilled wing with no char on it, no none of that stuff, mm. just a perfect wing. And I'm telling you, that's how you eat a wing, man. And whenever you guys come out to Cali, we get it cracking. But um, I, I don't know nothing about no going to no strip club for food specifically. I, I don't know anything about <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm not going to run devil's advocate or nothing like that, but I know – uh, a gentleman's club out in, in Miami Or actually in Fort Lauderdale uh, Called Cheetahs I would go to Now I remember about 3 o'clock I think as soon as 3 a.m. hits over there 
That's when they have a, a breakfast and I think free drinks for like 30 minutes or something like that. So it's like you can either get it popping or get it, get your grub on. I can't really remember how good it was, but I know I did have some eggs and, and French toast in that bitch. But, um, no, I agree with you. I, if I'm going to the strip club, last thing I'm thinking about is getting the menu and all that sort of shit. But I had a craving today, JP, thinking uh, ever since yesterday about some wings, ever since hearing about this Lou Williams story about him, uh, you know, getting let out me, the bubble. Let me say this to our There's one thing that grinds <laughs> my gears. Uh, just broke niggas in general, but these motherfuckers who go to strip clubs and try to act like they came to shoot pool all night. And to try to act like they just come sitting up here tipping beers back that have been empty for the past hour. If you don't got no money, <laughs> do not go to the strip clubs. Look, I'm well, you should not be going to strip clubs. And that's all I got to say. JP out here, thank you, Mr. Strippers. You uh-uh. go to the strip club when you want. Come on, JP. You one of those guys, dog, you over there policing. Hey, hey, he ain't spending over there. Hey, he ain't spending over there. Come on, JP. Come on, JP. Bullshit. That's cornball shit. You going in there shooting pool all night. I mean, it's disrespectful. It's not proper etiquette. It's just you, you get too old for that. You can't be a 40-year-old man going in there and not looking to tip the ladies for their services, man. we got to grow up with time. I, that's how I feel about it. So you you the type of yeah. guy that tip you you tip on the first dance, so huh? you don't even wait till they get butt naked on stage. You tip on the first dance. Whoa! Can't even get. I don't. I mean, I haven't been to a butt naked joint in years. I don't even know if they have butt naked out here. And usually when they have the butt naked, they don't have alcohol. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah we got the butt naked uh, out over here. here. It's B Y O B. But uh. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's they BYOB, but in Atlanta, no, they butt damn. naked. No, they butt in Texas. It's BYOB when it's butt naked, and in Atlanta, they're butt naked and there's drinks. Let's watch the strip capital of the wow. world. Wow. So did I, ask, did I ask you the second right. way? So you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You tip like before that. the titties come out too. there. You tip before the titties come out there, JP, to be a gentleman. When they just shake, shake, they got their full, full ensemble on. You tip it then. You no, they got, you know, they they got G-strings and shit and G-strings and the titties, titties out. ain't out on the first song. You know? Not on the first song. Uh, first song is just the titties. Maybe. That's to get the I've seen some titties on the first song. I oh. think they give you some titties because we don't get naked. We don't get total naked, so I think they start you off with titties. Yeah, I'm not sure what it was. I remember um, over here in Cali is a lot different, Willie. Like, I haven't been to a strip club out here. It's different because in Florida... Like over here, where I heard, yeah, I think of Bakersfield, JP, which is like in between between both of us, like the cutoff and the grapevine. Um, I heard there's a strip club there, a big one. I forget what it's called, but uh, I had a friend that was gonna work there, but she said there's no alcohol and no titties. So what kind of strip club is that? I thought it's, I figured that's just the way California is. That ain't my kind of strip club. I ain't got no business there. But they're doing that. I could watch some bullshit, you know. Well, yeah, shout-out to Atlanta, dog. I used to like to make a trip to Atlanta at least once or twice a year just to see some foolery and get into some foolery. Shout-out to Follies and Magic City. Wow. I had to get I City yeah, shout-out to Scarlet, man. Scarlet and Cheetahs, bro. Real talk. I don't know how we – I don't know how a boxing should turn into cities and, and strip joints and all that shit, but – Hey, sometimes it be that way. Let's get to it, though, fellas. Let's get into the, to the to the meat and potatoes of 
what's going on in the ring right now. Uh, we'll follow up with some of that in an overdrive or something. But, hey, Dallas, Texas got a little problem on their hands. It looks like that he's Oscar De La Hoya's next little favorite prodigy as things have been going sour with a couple other guys on his on his roster of Golden Boy. But I was surprised, man. I was looking up the fight um, Saturday night, and I was like, damn, I can't find this shit nowhere. Come to find out it's on the zone. So, ah, all right. I don't know if I'm still subscribed to it, but I do remember I subscribed for Anthony Joshua in a release fight. What was that, like in February or some shit? I don't even know when it was. But, um, so it's on there. Boom. I'm watching it. And uh, Ortiz comes out, and I like how uh, it was uh, Sammy Vargas' little entrance. It was like a knockoff mini man song. Pretty cool. So I'm, I'm getting hyped up for the fight, getting ready to check it out. Uh, and then uh, I just get off, like, I don't know, man. It's Sammy Vargas at the end of the day, man. And we've seen what happened with Sammy Vargas on multiple occasions. Remember when Danny Garcia knocked his ass out? I mean, Sammy Vargas is a tough dude, man. I give him that for sure. I don't know what he was made of in this fight, especially. You can hear these, these big shots he took. But anyway, Sammy Vargas, right? Get in there with Virgil Ortiz. And Ortiz pretty much obliterates him. Sammy Vargas, just uh, not, not in the same league, not even close. And Virgil Ortiz got him out of there. Um, what did he get him out of there? Well, I forget the exact round it was. Um, the seventh. Somewhere around six. Oh, seven. Well, um, yeah, man. Like, it was hard for me to get up and hype for this fight just knowing it's Sammy Vargas. But, you know, I was like, I got to see Virgil Ortiz and what he does. He was sharp, man. He looked real good. Looked real nice in there. Um, but I expected the, the power to be a little bit more. Uh, have more of an effect than it actually did. I don't know if we could, like I said, I don't know what Sammy Vargas was made of that night, but I don't know if there was more Sammy Vargas being durable, taking those type of shots, or maybe Virgil Ortiz's power not being exactly what it's put out to be at this particular point in time. So he gets in his grown man body. I don't know. Could be a little bit of both. But um, nonetheless, man, he looked good in there. And Sammy Vargas, um, you know, went out, took it like a champ. Um, good call by Jack Reese good stoppage for the fight, you know. It was a good fight. I liked it for what it was worth. It was very entertaining. A lot of the fight uh, fights on that card were pretty entertaining for the most part. But, uh, Willa, what was your takeaway from Virgil Ortiz's performance? And you think he's ready? Because people are saying that he wants to get in there with the elites, the Bud Crawford, Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman. I don't know, man. For me, I don't know if he's ready for that level right now. But if that's what they're saying, that's what he's willing to do. I'm all for it. What would you take away in your thoughts about Virgil Ortiz, bro? Yeah, well, people aren't saying that he's ready. He's saying that he's ready. Um, you know, he's calling out Thurman, Danny Garcia. He's even called out Crawford before he said he wants <laughs> that Crawford fight. Um, so, you know, what I see from him is, is good, man. When it comes to these young guys, we always talk about them. You know, he's a guy that sort of gets le- gets left out because the rest of those guys, the uh, um, Shakur Stevenson, the Haney's, the Tiafimos, the Garcias—they're all in the—they're all in the same, you know, around the same weight class. Even, you know, he's just one. What is he? One or two um, weight classes ahead of him in welterweight, but he's—you know—they're all in there. So we sort of leave him out. But he's one of these, um, you know, young guys that can probably get it done now. You know, if he was in a weaker division, I could. I could, um, you know, I could see him going for a belt. But as of now, 
I'm not sure that he's ready. At 22 years old, you know, 16-0 and 0 with 16 knockouts, I'm not sure if he's ready for the big dogs. But, it, you know, it's hard to say because he looked good in there, even though, you know, he, he it took him a while to get Sammy Vargas out. And I think in the post-fight interview, which I tried to find one that we could play, but I couldn't do that. But uh, post-fight interview, he was saying that he – you know, he was in there trying to take his time. You know, he wanted to take his time, and, and, he, and he put it on at the end. And he looked good in there, man. He looks he looks like he's hella skilled. He got, we see he's got the power. He's got the pop, you know. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. But he's in the welterweight division, one of the most the stacked divisions in there. And there are, all these guys are 28, 29. 30 years old, they're in their grown man, they're in their, their prime. As good as he is, he isn't in his prime yet. And and I, uh, you know, I want to see, I want to see him fight a few more people. Sammy Vargas has been knocked out three times. He knocked him out. He got knocked out by, by uh, Danny Garcia, right? Did Danny Garcia knock him out? Yeah, back in 2015. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that they showed that Sammy Vargas cracking uh, Amir Khan. They were like, they're biting on that the whole night, like showing that was his like career defining moment. Was you know stumbling Amir Khan. Who the fuck hasn't done that? You know, but they were showing it a lot though, and I'm pretty sure it got over on a lot of people. Yeah, well, the guys that have knocked them out are Earl Spence and Danny Garcia and Virgil Ortiz. So you know, he put himself on the list of. of yeah. Of, of top guys in the welterweight division. And I want to see what he can do a little bit more before before I see him fight the big top dogs. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know yeah. if he's beating Earl Spence right now. He's not beating Crawford. You know, is he beating Manny Pacquiao? I, yeah, I don't think he's beating Manny Pacquiao. Is he beating Keith Thurman? I doubt it. Is he beating Sean Porter? I doubt it. Is he beating Danny Garcia now? Now Hell that's the no. weak link Hell when it comes to it. You know what I'm saying? That's the weak link because he moves. He's a guy that's weak moving link. around. He's bouncing around. You know, Danny Garcia is a a flat footed yeah. counter puncher. You know, I think that'll be a good fight. Ugas, you know, I don't know if he's ready for Ugas. Um, you know, there's this Yeah, I don't know. Then there's the Russian guys and Danny Garcia. You know, he might be able to beat Danny Garcia because he's going to be bigger. He's not crazy. You know. But as far as, as far as the top dogs, I don't I don't think he's ready quite yet. But that's just me. I mean, 16-0, 16 knockouts, he's doing something right. So, you know, I'm just looking forward to him, man. We got to make sure we mention his name when we mention the, uh, you know, these top up-and-coming fighters that are coming on the scene that we always talk about every – we talk about them every week, but we don't – it seems like – we we slipped Virgil Ortiz's name. Sometimes I even forget his name, and he's a Texas guy. And but I know he's good. I know he's got the skills. And uh, but I, I just don't think he's ready quite yet. Quite yet. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know, man. That'd be an interesting fight, I think, for a little bit. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I I don't think he's ready for the likes of a guy like Danny Garcia. I don't think he's. Even close, but what do I know, right? But that's who he called out, Thurman and Danny fight. Garcia, right? Yeah, he, he didn't just call out anybody chase. with a belt. He just, he, he just trying to chase some clout. That's all it is. So we already know what time it is. If a young fella's feeling big after beating up a 
worn down shot fighter. But hey, man, he looked good. I'll give him that, you know. But it is Sammy Vargas at the end of the day, and you do gotta crawl before you walk. And uh, the young young guy, he's looking like he's uh, on his way, but is he there quite yet? I don't know. I don't know. He looked good though. I'll give him that for sure. How he got, how he fares against competition? I think Bud Crawford beats him. Um, I think Keith Thurman beats him. I think Manny Pacquiao beats him. I think Yudana Sugas beats him. I think Danny Garcia beats him, obviously. I think Sean Porter beats him, and I think Earl Spence beats him. If Chris Algieri comes up and makes weight, he could then he could beat Chris Algieri. I bet he could beat Chris Algieri. I, I don't know. I got to see more from him. This, this performance against Sammy Vargas, Sammy Vargas, look, man, he took a lot of shots, big uppercuts. He took some heavy hands, and he was still there for the taking, man. So, I don't know. Let me take it to heavy hand of Jay and see how he feels about this one. JP, Virgil Ortiz, man, he had a, a performance that, you know, on paper looks great. And even with the highlight reel, it looks great also. But, I mean, you know, just critiquing the little parts about it and the, the lack of power that I, I thought I was going to see more of. Um, but that just rolls on to like, if he's ready for some of these other big names. So what's your take on this Virgil Ortiz and, you know, uh, uh, what's, what's forward for him or moving forward for him ahead of the, in the down the road? Uh, he's been looking like he's been looking, man. Uh, pretty formidable. And I always, when we have this topic about a young fighter and is he ready to take that next step, I always tend to side with the sentiment from last day, last decade and the decade before that. Um, Mayweather was fighting Gennaro Hernandez at 20, yeah. oh shit, at, at 22 years old. You know, Mayweather was fighting Hernandez. There's a lot of fighters, and we recently talked about um, Adrian Broner at 23 was fighting Marcos Maidana. Had that went right, we'd be having total uh, different conversations. So for me, man, I'm look, if the kid is ready, in the history of the sport, man, guys, guys are going out there young like that. This, to me, this whole, you know, you don't see them in a big fight to their fucking 30 or they got 20-something wins or near 30 wins. You know, this is, to me, this is news. We're, 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 we're marinating them too long. You know, I remember Victor Ortiz, 19 years old in the ring. You know, and they, and they was running them up. Fernando Vargas, another one. They was running them up. I wonder when Oscar De La Hoya got, uh, it's probably worth a Google search, but I, I bet Oscar wasn't 25 before he got his, you know, and he went to the Olympics. He's a golden boy. So all this marinating guys forever and ever in a day. You know, Virgil's been around the sport. Sammy, Sammy Vargas, you know, is a good name. I, that's the name Errol Spence. I remember when Errol was going past the Sammy Vargas, and I believe they had some kind of past history at the time. But, you know, I want to see Virgil be put in there. Maybe he ain't ready for the Errols and the Thurmans of the world. But some of them dudes on that backside of that, that welterweight division, man, maybe you get a mean machine or whatever, or maybe you try to get them Ugas or whatever. But it's, it's a lot mm-hmm. of pickings there. If he tries to wait till these get guys get old, he'll you know that's just too long to be on the shelf. It's too long to to wait. So if I'm Virgil, you got all this money. Like you, you, the welterweight division is so stacked, you could lose and still not lose. He could be fighting Adrian Granados. You know what I mean? There's a ton of fights at that division where you could go prove your worth 
and still not lose nothing because the division is so stacked. If anyone had the balls, they would just go fight everybody. It was the best thing that can happen to the welterweight division if Terrence Crawford said, you know what, call me the PBC killer. I want to fight all – I'm fighting all of them, starting with Sean Porter. Then I want Uga. I mean, that would be the best thing that can happen. But, no, we're, we're doing this side of the fence thing. Uh, well, if it happens, it happens and all this. You ask me, Virgil is going to look good against any mid-tier fighter. He's going to keep doing this against any of these dudes. Yeah, I don't see it helping them, to be honest with you. Beating up on somebody, you're better than. So, to me, if if I'm Oscar and those guys over there, I'm I'm trying to get them a shot at one of these dudes. I'm trying to get them in the belt. 22, this is the time to do it. This is how you extend your career. This is how you get, um, if we're taking it to other sports, four contracts instead of two because you start early. The The beauty of being able to go pro early you have a longer career, a longer shelf life to make money. But if you're just sitting there, and this is what like guys like Ryan Garcia are screaming for, and this is why, you know, Devin Haney's on the fast track. Tiafimo Lopez is on the fast track. You know, how does Tiafimo, and he's fighting a two-time damn Olympian in Vasil Lomachenko. He, he after a bag, man, he's trying to get to the bag and, and have a yeah. long career of getting bags. You know, do you get more bags? Once you start getting them, the earlier you get them, the longer you get them. If things go well, you know what I mean? So if I'm Virgil and, and Team Virgil and all the powers that be, I'm trying to get them a title shot. Well, I'm sure you agree with this one. Same over here. You trying to get him in the title picture? I mean, I feel what JT's saying. I just don't think that he's ready for these guys, you know, when Mayweather, I forgot who you said. I forgot who Mayweather fought to, but he wasn't a uh, he wasn't a a, uh, a Bud Crawford or Earl Spence type of fighter. You know what I'm saying? We're looking at guys that are supposed to be pound for pound boxers. Is is Virgil Ortiz ready to fight a pound for pound boxer? Because those are the guys that are champions in this in this weight division. You got Manny Pacquiao, Earl Spence and Bud Crawford, right? Those are the champions. Those guys are pound for pound. One of them is one of the pound for pound greats. He's not ready for that. This isn't, you know, he isn't fighting, uh, you know, Marcos Madonna. You know, he isn't fighting anybody like that. So, I mean, I understand you don't want want him to marinate too long, but he's going to, I think he's going to have to sit back and, and relax. You don't, even though losses, they're not, they're not supposed to be a big deal. We all know they are a big deal. You go in there and get your ass whooped by by one of those champions, and then you know you you never you might not ever be the same. So let him let him fight. Maybe he could fight a Mikey Garcia. You know he's on he's got the zone also. He's on the zone also. Maybe smart fight some of these smaller welterweights before he gets to the big guys. But he's not ready for a pound for pound guy. He's not ready to be a pound for pound top 10 boxer in the game. And that's what we're asking him to do if he fights a champion at the welterweight division. He's not ready for that. Yeah, I'm with you on that, man. It's a, it's a tough task. And what a fucking time, uh, how times have fallen for Mikey Garcia. You said he can get in there with a guy like Mikey, maybe. Not too long ago, people didn't think Earl Spence was going to survive against Mikey. Funny how things changed so quick, though. But, yeah, um, I was one of them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Mikey, 
he's just one of those guys now. Maybe he could come. Maybe if uh, Al Heyman said, "Hey, you know, Adrian, you want that ten million, right? Come back in here and fight Virgil Ortiz." I don't know how many people would be picking Adrian Broner in that fight, but it'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll see, yeah. man. I mean, he's, he's looking good. He's looking good for now, and that's never any. That's never a bad thing, you know. And um. I don't know. He looked. He looked good. I just want to see some of that power come. And you know, I think Sai mentioned it before. He just has. He doesn't have his grown man strength in him just yet. But uh, you know, eventually he's gonna get in his grown man man body. Was he like 22 years old? He's still a young kid. Only 15 fights under his belt. So we'll see what he looks like when he gets uh, that level in him. So uh, I'm looking forward to see where he's at though. But um, moving along, folks. Moving along. Well, everybody's talking about. Mike Tyson and Roy Jones, they hit a pretty big, uh, they had a nice little commercial. I forget who it uh, produced it over the internet. Nice little quick minute, 30 minute, uh, minute and 30 seconds on a little quick hype video between the two of them with Roy and Mike. So uh, everyone seems to be hyped about it, man. Looks like it's going down September 12th, pay-per-view with <laughs> Mike Tyson and Roy Jones, man, in an eight-round exhibition. I don't know how you do an exhibition, but in the video I seen, Mike Tyson ain't talking about doing no just touch him up friendly exhibition. He only knows how to go one way, and Roy Jones got to be in there to defend himself and fight back from that one man that knows only one speed when it comes to getting in the ring. Uh, Will, are you hyped about this one, man? You looking forward to it? And uh, what's your thoughts on the whole fight coming up with Roy Jones and Mike Tyson, two legends going at it, get, getting it back on, so to speak? Man. You know, shout out to JP because this is something that JP's been talking about. You know, ever since we've uh, he, he's he's been a part of the show. That's the senior league, and it seems like ah Mike Tyson, right. the seniors division. Yeah, see, yeah, it seems like Mike Tyson is pushing this because if I'm if I'm correct, you know, I might not have all my info correct, but if I'm correct, this is something that Mike Tyson is sort of promoting. He's sort of doing this thing. And uh, I think it's uh, Legends Only Promotions or something like that. It has like the Eye of the Tiger, but you know Mike Tyson's eye has the yeah. So look to it. Yeah, so I think yeah, uh, so I think Mike Tyson has this idea, and you know, and and it might be a good idea. You know, they're fighting the California um, exhibition. We already we saw what happened last exhibition. We saw with uh, Floyd Mayweather and the little little Japanese guy. You know, he Tenshin got him out of there yeah, it got him out of there. So, you know, when it comes to these exhibitions, they're fighting. And if you talk to them, if you listen to the little uh, interviews that these guys are doing, both of these guys are going in the fight, you know. Both of them are talking about putting their health on the line. Uh, Mike Tyson's even talking about being ready, uh, that once you sign that contract, you're ready to die in there. So Mike Tyson is going in there full speed. Roy Jones, I got him, and when it comes to top pound-for-pound pound guys, I got him over Mike Tyson. But – the last we seen, well, the last we seen of both of those guys, it was very sad. Uh, we saw both of these guys were getting knocked out by bum bums at the end of their career. And uh, but Roy Jones wasn't his wasn't that long ago. Mike Tyson his was a little while ago. Roy Jones his his what was maybe three well, or four and years remember, ago. Yeah, but Roy Jones made a comeback. He fought a fan or something, so he's on a winning streak right now. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. I don't even remember that. I remember seeing him go to sleep, man, and I and I don't want to see that happen. But in in, in Russia, I forget the fighter's name. I am. 
yeah, I am interested in this. You know, even though they're going to be wearing the big gloves and headgear, I want to see exactly what, what they got going on right here. So, you know, I'll be logging in. You know, I probably ain't going to pay to see it unless unless the hype gets to me. I might pay to see it. That's something I might pay to see. But as of now, I'm probably not going to pay to see it. Um, they're doing their rounds on TV or ESPN and stuff like that, man. So they're trying to get the hype behind it. They're talking about doing a million pay-per-views. I don't know if they're getting that. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. But that would, if it if it does, good for them. That would surprise me. But I don't think they get into those numbers. Again, both of these guys, even though they're big names when it comes to boxing, um, last time, like I said, last time we saw these guys, but it, it wasn't a good look. Both of them were getting washed by bums. So, but Willa, but Willa, in it. this time of the no in the no sports era, you think? That just gives them a little boost for people who are just dying to see any kind of sports, let alone two goddamn legends in there. I mean, when is it September twelfth? Sports is gonna be going on by then. You know, we probably I think we'll be in the playoffs. Are you sure? Football football yeah. might have, I mean, I don't know. NBA's probably gonna be in the playoffs by then. You know, we'll be watching James Harden do his thing out there. Um by, yeah, by September 12th. So, I mean, we'll see. I don't know if people are going to watch it like that. I'm sure I'll I'll be watching it. I want to see exactly what happens. You know, I think they got uh, Paul Brothers is fighting somebody. Do you, I think you, you said who he was fighting. Do you know who he's fighting? I think he's yeah, fighting he's somebody fighting on the undercard. Uh, is, that, is, he, is that who he's fighting for real? Yeah, Nate Robinson and, and Jake Paul going to be on the undercard, bro. <laughs> Uh, Nate Robinson okay, got a hold well, of yeah. for Seattle Brothers in boxing for Seattle Slime over here. Yeah, so, so yeah, man, it might it'd be a little interesting card that they put on. See, see how it goes. Mike Tyson get him a little money. Uh, Roy Jones get him a little money, man. Uh, I can't wait till Roy Jones gets gets back on the commentating because you know I used to love him commentating. That's that's what I'm looking more forward to to see if he can get back in on any of that, but. I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm 100% with it. I'll be checking it out. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if I'll be paying for it, but I'll definitely be watching it. Willa like that the does. worst commentator, dude. Hey, Willa like the worst commentator. <laughs> I, I he never like, heard a guy he want, like, want Roy Jones to come back <laughs> for commentary. Shit, you might as well want you want Magic doing the play-by-play for the NBA again? Shit, man. No, no. You like <laughs> I love Roy Jones doing it, dog. Jesus, Roy Jones and Tim Bradley should just hold it, hold it down that ringside. Roy Jones and Tim Bradley, (laughs) Tim Bradley, be happy. Yeah, I'm good. Bradley's gonna let you know that you need to go to the body. (laughs) JP, what's your thoughts on this, man? Willa brought it up. He said, "Hey, this shout out to JP. This is that seniors division that." that you've spoke on before. So for this right here, I'm thinking, look, I mean, I know if, if sports were at its regular and this is a fight just thrown out there, not too many people would care too much about it. But in this pandemic that we're in right now, baseball just started and it's already stopping after one week. Football looks like, I don't know, players are dropping out without even having an, a seven-day option before finding out when signing the terms, I forget exactly what it is. But I don't know if we're going to have football. So we will have basketball, hopefully. 
you know, if all goes according to plan. But we don't really have those, these sports that we, we normally are accustomed to at this time. So this could have a possibility to do some big numbers, man. Um, are, how, how are you feeling about the fight and are you excited about it? Well, yeah, man, like Willis said, this is something I've been asking for for a long time. However, however, um, I did not call for an exhibition. So I need definition on that. So when there, I, last I checked, this fight is being called an exhibition. It's not really being called a fight. So if we're going to go in here and act like we're fighting for charity and nobody's really trying to put leather on the other dude, I don't want to see it. I have no interest and seeing these two fat old men not try to hurt each other. <laughs> so that that's the only interest I had in this senior league is if they're going to be trying to hurt each other. Now, of course, we're not going to hold them to the same standards as a, uh, a prime fighter. Maybe we should cut the rounds to six rounds, something like that, so they can really, you know, go out there. But I don't want to see these guys not fight. That's not what I'm here for. I, my nostalgic, you know, I'm, I don't have that kind of nostalgia for Roy Jones and uh, Mike Tyson. I don't think really any of us do because that's a slightly before our time. So if they think they're going to get the, the million-dollar bag, the, the grab off of people who are 45-plus who remember Mike Tyson and remember those days when the fight was over and as soon as you blinked her eye and all that shit, I'm sure some of them – will come back and pay for it. And I'm sure some of the, the Roy Jones fans who were, you know, who were able to watch that and being marveled by what Roy was doing. But I don't see anything close to a million buys. And, dude, they, they, got, they can do a disservice to this whole league if they come out here and not try to hurt each other. But if they come out here and try to hurt each other, then the doors open up for everything. Then we get Mayweather de la Hoya, too. Then we get Chavez's ass back in the ring versus somebody, maybe Mildred Taylor. If I think he's still alive, whatever. But we get a lot. And then I'm all for introducing uh, shit. Give me Snoop Dogg versus, you know, whoever, man. I mean, I, I'm open for the entertainers, but people got to be trying to hurt each other. I think we were, we weren't. I mean, we we watched KSI and, and Paul Logan or Jake Logan, whatever the hell his name was, because they was trying to hurt each other. It's like Max Kellerman's old uh, old adage he always said is if if everybody at the company knew Jack and Tom are going to be fighting in the parking lot at 2 o'clock, everybody going to be there at 2 o'clock because it's a fight. It's a fight, you know what I mean? And I don't give a damn, you know, if it's two 60-year-olds, you know, I'm a, I'm a, hey, now, you know, this probably ain't right, guys, but let me see what these little guys do here. But it's a fight. They got to fight. And if they fight, they can open up the doors for a lot of people behind them. And this is a bag, man. I mean, tennis, what is it, golf has a senior league. Not many of these major sports leagues have a senior division. Uh, the NBA, you could say Big Three is kind of a senior division for them. And I don't think, you know, we know the shelf life, the shelf life for a professional athlete, what, you don't even get to be 40 years old. you got a lot more life to live. So if I am these guys and I understand that, I can get me a bag after retirement. You know, I'm I'm trying to open this gate up for dudes to be able to get get a bag after the, they turn 35, 40 years old when you're no longer wanted by the pros. You're not good enough to be, you know, with the pros. So 
I'm all for it, but I do not. If it's an exhibition and they are not coming to hurt each other, I have zero interest. I don't want to see it at all because they're about to be fat. They're about to be slow. And the only way to make all that up, all that shit that you don't want to see up, is by hurting each other. And if they don't do that, it's going to be a complete just shit show. I think it'll be a complete shit show if they get in there and they tapping around and Roy's doing all this cool shit but not touching them much and Mike is just, you know, it, it, it can be really bad, dude. So for the powers that be, um, I hope they, they, they understand what's on the line here and let these guys know you need to fight, man, because you guys' styles don't mesh well. They're both old and fat. Nobody wants to see that. And, you know, nobody wants to see you got you two dudes getting there and be old and fat and, you know, just nobody wants to see it. They'll hurt each other. And that's all, man. Um, but if they do it, I, I love to see Chavez back in the ring. You know that boy want to fight. Um, we can get all these guys back, Marquez and all those. There's plenty of dudes who will come out to Warworks. James Tony still want to fight. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just up to these guys what they do with it here. It's going to be uh, whatever they make happen in that ring that night will kind of uh, let us know what will be going happening going forward. But if they shoot the bed, nobody's going to want to see it. Well, it and I echo a lot of the sentiment there. And they will Go be ahead, wearing well, I was just going to say, I echo. Yeah. yeah, they will be wearing headgear. They will be having big gloves on. But both of these guys are talking about bringing it. Mike Tyson was talking about dying in there. And you know Mike Tyson yeah, ain't coming in. He, his club. style yeah, his style isn't like Muhammad Ali where he's dancing and, and doing all that. He's coming, he's throwing uppercuts, hooks, twisting around, body shots. He's coming to put in that work. And even Roy Jones said he's mm-hmm. trying to last. Roy Jones said he's trying to last that, that first those first couple of rounds so he knows what's coming too. So a little midget head head movement coming from Tyson, that's for sure. Tyson, an old man right now, 50, what, 3, 6. So, you know, that shit, we all know something about getting a little RC on the good side of 35 right now. But uh, I'm sure Will will mm-hmm. tell you a little bit about losing a step at about 38, 39 here. It just <laughs> ain't the same, man. You, I've, I've lost a step. I must admit. Yeah, he's. Uh, it's safe to say he's. Uh, his, his fighting days are well behind him. But you know, every dog, every dog. No, they're not. Too wild, whatever. Days is coming up. He got a fight. He got a date coming. It ain't behind him. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like what Joe said, he was just, born and bred to do this. I don't want to see these old to guys fight, man. Man, I don't want to see nobody get hurt, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. And we all know Roy Roy get a stanky leg. As soon as you touch Roy, his legs go stiff. So we are out. Roy Jones, some people think Roy Jones got a weird, like, he just want to go out on his shield in the ring, some people believe. I don't know, man, as long as he kept it going. It seemed like he wanted to finish his career literally in that goddamn ring. I don't want to see nothing like that, but – I don't know. It's cool. Let's see if the trash talk and all that stuff happens. If so, you know, check it out. Looks good. But moving along. Well, uh, your boy, your boy, your boy in the news again. He's like the third time we talked about our third show in the last four that we got Oscar De La Hoya as a topic on here. Uh, 
written out on a boxing scene with De La Hoya on fighting Canelo. I never back down from anybody. We'll have to wait and see. Published July 21st, 2020 by Keith Idek with the boxing scene. Oscar De La Hoya didn't um, identify a potential opponent for his comeback. But he's considering the Golden Boy didn't eliminate the most intriguing possible foe for what would be his first fight in 12 years. When asked by Chris Mannix if we could see De La Hoya Canelo in 2021, Alvarez promoter surprisingly did not dismiss it. I don't know, De La Hoya replied during the most recent episode of Mannix Sports Illustrated Boxing Podcast. De La Hoya talking about, I don't know, there's been a little bit of underlining things going on with these two. First and foremost, when Canelo had uh, had, um, vacated the the title that he had got from, I can't remember exactly who, but um, it might have been the Rocky Fielding title. Um, but basically, Oscar was making moves without the exact consent of Canelo, and Canelo got upset, and that's when a little bit of the fire started ha- happening between De La Hoya and Canelo. And um, it, it hasn't been unnoticed for the true boxing fans out there. Hardcores are all over. They, they, anyone who could read between the lines, for me, I would think that they'd be fighting first and foremost in a courtroom before they'd be fighting in a goddamn ring. But Oscar's been hitting about a comeback for a while. We've been talking about it on the show because he's been making such uh, – uh, he's just been putting it out there, you know, saying that he's getting in fighting shape and he wants to, you know, have his last hoorah also. But I don't think anybody would expect this. Oscar De La Hoya had a possible fight with Canelo. It could just be Oscar De La Hoya feeling himself during an interview or something like that, but it just – I don't know. For me, it's pretty funny, man. The guy didn't dismiss fighting, you know, his his boy. Everything about him and Canelo. And, uh, you know, Canelo has been doing his own thing uh, ever since that had happened. And, and uh, I don't know. I kind of feel for Oscar for a little bit here. Oscar seems like, I think Willis said last uh, last time we talked about him and beef with Ryan Garcia, is jealous. Oscar De La Hoya might be jealous of, of all the panties that these guys are getting that he used to get. You can see how it bothered the 47-year-old De La Hoya. He used to get those panties back in his heyday. Now everyone knows he's a freak, and they ain't fucking with him. But they are fucking with his old protégés. His old protégés, Ryan Garcia, Canelo Alvarez, Oscar replaced Ryan with Virgil. He's got to find someone to replace Canelo because it looks like things are getting sour. Regardless, if they don't get it on in a ring, they are going to for sure eventually one day get it on in the courtroom. But, well, uh, what was your whole takes about this? We can't consider it serious and like, oh, do you think the fight will happen? Because let's, let's just be honest, that's, that's unrealistic. Some of the old De La Hoya coming out to fight the face of the game right now? It's crazy. It's not going to happen. But your thoughts on the entire thing about it all. Because De La Hoya, you know, he's saying this shit. I think he believes what he says. He just doesn't know how crazy he sounds when he says this type of shit. But your thoughts on this whole uh, the topic when we, talk, when we talk about it? De La Hoya is doing what the kids say these days, clout chasing. He's looking for clout. He's out here trying to keep his name alive, doing exactly what he said Floyd Mayweather was doing, you know, um, you know, just trying to stay relevant in the game. Um, Whoa. Doing these interviews, talking about this comeback. You know, it is what it is now. Is it smart business? It's probably smart business. He probably make a lot of money, in-house money, Canelo. 
but that would you know that would probably be a slaughter. Uh, Canelo's in his prime. You said uh, De La Hoya is what forty seven years old. He he needs to be thinking about yes, this um, this Legends League that's going on. Maybe him and Floyd can get get it on in the Legends League or something like that. But he has no business trying to fight a champion. Um, I don't know <laughs> what he's talking about, and I doubt he comes back. You know, he's been coming back for the last five years. Um, nothing's happened. But this nobody but remember this time he's actually he's actually getting eight rounds under his belt. Before he wasn't fighting, like sparring and shit. Now he's getting eight rounds under him. He said last like two weeks ago or something. He's working on twelve. Oh, well, we'll see, man. I don't I don't see it happening. He he has a better chance fighting one of these exhibitions with headgear on against uh like I said, against Floyd or against somebody <laughs> somebody of that stature. But uh yeah, it's just I mean, it makes sense. Keep your name in there. Are you worried you know, about Oscar got... a little bit? No, I'm not worried about him because he's a businessman. He's just trying to keep his name, just his name out there. You know, he's called chasing that. And, and when you're in the business of promotion, and you know that is called you, that's what you should do. I don't think he's coming back. Um, if he does, he needs to stay away from Canelo. Um, like you said, he's having a problem with the Reynosa crew, Canelo. And uh, Ryan Garcia, they they seem to be beefing with him. Uh, he's got yeah. Virgil. We'll see how long we'll see how long Virgil Ortiz lasts. Uh, Virgil Ortiz isn't isn't a pretty boy like the other two, so he he might not get uh, as jealous as he, <laughs> he, he he has been with the other two, man. So yeah, shout out to De La Hoya though. Like I said, you know, De La Hoya, Roy Jones, those are my those are my guys. Um, shout out to him. I, I want to see him fight. In this Legends League, I don't want to see him fight anybody that's got a belt. I don't want to see him fight anybody that's trying to come up. I want to see him fight some old. I want to see him hash out some old things um, in this Legends League. So leave Canelo alone, De La Hoya. I know you're mad at him. I know you're upset. Um, but leave him alone. You don't want that work <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, that'd be crazy, man. I mean, Oscar... First thing I thought about was, you know, Oscar, you know, might have been, I don't know, who knows? You know, sometimes we think that we joke around and, you know, think that he's still doing drugs and shit like that. You know, he he might be or he might not be, or this might just be the effects of all the shit he did back in the day. Not only that, but taking the punches that he took, and this might just be where he's starting to show a little bit of that, you know, um, that bad word CTE or something. Who knows, man? I hope not. Um, could you know, obviously, boxing community is small and all that good stuff, but whenever we have guys around, we like to cherish the characters as much as we can for as long as we can around here. Um, and De La Hoya is definitely one of those characters. Uh, JP, uh, this whole thing that popped up, obviously, I was like, this shit, it's not going to happen. So, clout chasing, he might be. But there definitely is some tension going on between Oscar De La Hoya and Canelo Alvarez. And Oscar De La Hoya is pretty much went out, admitted publicly, and he knew it was going to make the rounds, that he's not putting the possibility of him getting the punch of Canelo at least once in the further back burner than the front burner. It seems like it's something that he's, he's thought about on multiple occasions. What was your thoughts when you seen this crazy story that was put out, my man? No, I didn't think very much, man. Uh, is this not going to happen? Of course, Oscars, you know, you know, there's nothing to take serious. Uh, whatever tension is going on in the camps, 
I think it's because Canelo's getting too big for his britches, man, and I think he's too big for the spot Oscar wants him to keep him in. I think uh, Canelo's taking business calls from other places. Uh, we know his affiliation with DAZN. Um So, you know, Oscar, you know, had Canelo when he was probably a really green kid, and Canelo probably looked to Oscar yep. for much of his uh, – for the mentorship and what he should do with his business, with his career. And now, you know, mm-hmm. Canelo's a 30-year-old dude, and he's uh, spreading his wings, wings, and he probably has his own group he consults. He probably doesn't involve Oscar very much anymore. Oscar probably doesn't have a lot to do with the upcoming fights at this point. I don't know what the affiliation is, the partnership with Golden Boy, the zone, but, uh, you know, you can just see Oscar being kind of pushed out of the uh, out of the limelight or out of the the people who you know really Canelo confides in. So I think it's more to do with that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, Golden Boy isn't you know one of the they're definitely third as far as a promotion goes. Um, you you could talk about top ranking PBC. You don't hear any of their fighters complaining. You don't even hear Terrence Crawford complaining, who you would think may complain. He ain't complaining. He's pretty satisfied and seemingly comfortable with where he is in his career. But over there at Golden Boy, you know, Canelo's over there getting the bags from different places. But a guy like Ryan Garcia, obviously he he wants the competition as well as the bag. So I I, I just think uh, Oscar has his plate full. He has a few prospects. And um, it's always seems like they don't multitask well. It's like the 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 entire the entire wagon was hitched to Canelo, and then when when that came to pass, they really didn't have they really didn't multitask well. PBC has been able to build several careers simultaneously. You know, we got Sean Porter, the rise of Sean Porter, the rise of Keith Thurman, uh, Manny Pacquiao is over there, Mikey Garcia. Danny Garcia, um, Errol Spence, and all these guys who've been able to kind of be groomed and turn into stars seemingly all at the same time, um, Golden Boy just doesn't multitask as well. So while they were building Canelo's star, there was really nothing else over there. and I could be missing something. But now that Canelo's kind of on his own thing, they wanted to take him some time and start bringing up um, – Ryan Garcia, but if you ask me, it seems like they're not as confident in Garcia as Garcia is in himself. But if you ask me, all the tension between the trainer and the promotion and all that, I just think Oscar's getting phased out, and he doesn't like it. But there's nothing he can do about it because, you know, Canelo's worth. You know, Canelo, he needs Oscar and Golden Boy need Canelo far more than Canelo needs them, and Canelo understands that now. And so, yeah, that's where I think it comes from. That's a good take on it, man. You know, Oscar could have been making this giant that he, you know, knew that he was combining in the way that he strategically moved the career of Canelo Alvarez and making him, you know, the face of the fight game that he is today. It's like uh, when, uh, you know, a mad scientist creates something that he cannot keep under control, and that's what he had with Canelo. Like you said, he he, uh, outgrew the nest. And now Oscar De La Hoya, you know, you know, he's feeling like he's got to find another one. We'll see how it goes with Virgil Ortiz and all that good stuff. But that's a good take from the, from JP right there, man. Because 
you know, Oscar, I feel like sometimes, you know, they were like foot in sock, those two guys, throughout the come up of young Canelo's career, man. We've seen him, um, you know, when he was getting ready for Kirkland and, and, um, and getting ready for guys like Shane Mosley and all that shit. And it's just been uh, just a slow, slow step aside from each other as the year has gone along. But hopefully uh, Oscar De La Hoya don't really try to make a, you know, fast comeback or trying to do this shit out of anger or spite or something. You know, that ain't the way to go about it. But, um, you know, I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of just how things are for the most part. But, um, you know, it was, good. Uh, it was a good night of fighting, though, that they had on the, the zone card, though, taking it back. Um, I, I remember seeing um, what's the lady's name? Willa, um, uh, the Estrada girl. Um, she had that seven uh, seven second knockout on this poor poor lady. I, I don't know where Oscar De La Hoya found this this goddamn housewife from, but uh, yeah, that was pretty dope. They had some pretty good fights on that card. I was pretty, I was enjoying it, but it goes around to the zone been sticking me for my goddamn money. Ever since the goddamn Ruiz Joshua fight, I found out that his own been taking all my goddamn. They've been taking my goddamn money, man. And I ain't know about it until I found out when this damn fight came on. And I swear, I don't know what I'm gonna look up right now when the goddamn Ruiz Joshua fight was. But I found out twenty five dollars a month been getting taken out, and I didn't even know about it when it came to this damn Zone Network. So I'm gonna take my shit. I'm gonna take my goddamn. I'm going to take my business on Twitter and I'm going to see what I can do to get my money back because, man, Louise Joshua and the Dunes was a long-ass time ago. We did a show talking about how the price went up about that and I was all the way fucking out. Forget you guys. We ain't taking a damn dime from me. Little did I know, go Eddie Hearn and those guys were just in my back pocket taking the goddamn money from me. Oh, man. I couldn't believe it, but it all came around full circle once I was able to Watch the fight that just so happened to be on the zone when I couldn't find it anywhere. And, uh, you know, just looking at the screen like, all right, y'all got me? I'm going to watch all of this shit. That's why I watched fights. I was on that card as soon as I found out that they've been getting the money from me this whole time. Um, so I'm going to see what's up with that. Well, I, I know you probably ain't subscribed to the zone. That probably, I think that shit's like $24 a month. They've been robbing me, man. So I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, you know, probably try and get a hold of uh, of some sort of Karen hotline and see what I could do to try to get my money back. But I want it because I know the zone's going through uh, some bad times, and it's so bad that they've been pocketing twenty five goddamn dollars a month from old Uncle RC, and I don't like it. You ever got got like that without knowing Willow when it came to some bullshit subscriptions? Uh. No, I can't say that I have, man, but I, I know that when it comes to the zone, I, you know, I, I signed up early and, you know, I took, I, I canceled my subscription with the quickness, man, especially with that, uh, with that hookup on the internet. I got ESPN uh, plus, but I don't have the zone. They were, they were taking, it was a little too with a bunch of UK guys. And since they announced, they announced their schedule, I'm glad that I'm not paying because they don't have anybody fighting, man, anybody that I'm worried about. Um, PBC came out with their fight schedule for the rest of the year. Looks great. Um, something, you know, it, it ain't the best of the best, but it's some pretty good fights, man. And uh, PBC's doing their thing. But when it comes to his own, you know, I don't think they're worth it, man. They're not worth it. It was 19.99. I guess they went up to 25. 
yeah, yeah, it ain't really worth it as as of now, man. But I think we we got that boy Simon. I don't know how long he's been on. I haven't been paying attention, but uh, he didn't text us enough. Right. So, but we got Simon. We got Simon. Yeah, let's take it. Let's take it to Simon. See what's going on, man. How you doing, Simon? We went through a couple subjects over here talking about Virgil Ortiz and who he thinks uh, who, who he thinks would be possibly next. I think you might want to jump on that one because they because he's talking about he won't smoke with some of the elite contenders. Um, good. I mean, if he wants to fight them, I mean, that's good. I mean, that's always a positive, you know, for fighters talking like they want to make the fights and everything. Uh, not much over there, over at Golden Boy. Um, you know, I guess like people like to talk about stuff like crossing the street or whatever and all that, you know, I don't know, but I guess he would have to do that. I mean, but, um, that's good. I mean, he's young. Uh, he can kind of be um, moved the way they want to do it. I mean, I don't think I don't think he's the type of guy that uh, will get a title shot unless he becomes a mandatory. I, you know, for you know, because I, right now he's not. He's known to us, but to guys that are established, they don't. Virgil Ortiz is not going to make them money. And so guys are like, I'd rather fight this guy than fight that guy. We just know how the guy, we just know how it works. So guys like him and, um, uh, man, it just, uh, left my, my head for the kid from Philly. The one I think is the, Fulton, is it? the best. You said what? That it's not Fulton, right? No, no, the the welterweight. Um, <laughs> talking about, uh, come on, Daddy, you talking about the kid from Twitter? No, the, no, the the real deal, the real deal, the one that's coming. Um, damn, what's his name? Well, I, he, anyways, those two are the two, you know, guys coming up over at welterweight. But I don't think either of them are gonna get. I don't think anybody that has a title is just gonna say, all right. Uh, you know, yeah, we'll give you a shot. You know, I think it's going to come down to them. No, Jerron Ennis. That's who it is. Jerron Ennis. Boots Ennis. Those two are the the two guys that are coming up. And, uh, you know, it's going to take them getting a – like Spence did. You know, remember how Spence couldn't get a shot until he actually became the mandatory? It's going to be like that with those two. And Mm. – you know, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, when that when that is, they're because of their age and everything. I think they might be stalled out for a little bit. What people got to remember is Earl, because Earl came out the Olympics and then you know was fast tracked pretty quick. You know, people forget that Earl is older than most guys that come out the Olympics. You know, so there's not that wiggle room of oh, we can let him, you know, you know, sit and keep fighting these guys or whatever. You know, Earl needed to get that title, to get these fights and all that, because Earl's like 30 now, or about to be. And, you know, when you're talking about Virgil and Jerron Ennis and all that, these guys are 21, 22, 23. So I think they're going to be stalled out until like they're 25, 26, you know, as far as getting a title shot, you know. So I just think that's that's what's going to happen. I just think these guys are looking at it like, 
Like, dude, I could fight this guy and make – he's a bigger name. He's more established. He'll make me more money and all that. And that's just how it works, you know. I mean, whether we like it or not. But um, but also at that point, they're probably going to be even more dangerous because they're going to be more filled into their man strength and they're going to have more experience. So, you know, a lot of these welterweights right now are in their early 30s. So – I mean, it might get, it might be a little ugly for them at that time. You never know. We, you know, we'll see. But, um, but no, I like I like Virgil Ortiz, man. You know, he seemed like you know, he he's out here to fight. He's out here to get his, you know get the job done. He seems like he's a true professional. Seems like he takes it seriously. He doesn't seem delusional. He doesn't seem entitled, like a lot of these fighters. Uh, so that's good. Now, is Golden Boy the one? And Oscar, the one for, to push his career, that remains to be seen. We got to see how they uh, handle it. They seem like they're more interested in uh, um, Canelo and uh, Ryan Garcia, even though they know deep down inside Ryan Garcia ain't that good. But they feel like they can make some money with him. But uh, nah, I mean, you know, what can I say? I mean, he he looked good in that fight. Uh, you can see the difference in you know his punching power being at 140 to 147. I mean, it seemed like that last round he hit, he hit Samuel Vargas with a hundred punches and Vargas didn't go nowhere, you know? So, yeah, Vargas is right that, there, man. so, you know, but he's young, you know, he'll he get, you know, he'll get a little bit stronger and everything, but, um, he's got a lot of, you know, he's got a motor on him, man. He keeps punching. He don't get tired. Uh, he's relentless. So, I mean, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with, you know, but that, that that is something I saw, which was that was the first time I really saw Virgil hit somebody and that guy not go nowhere. So that told me, like, yeah, there's, you know, different different type of thing, you know, at 47. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we're just yeah, going to have to wait and Vargas see with, with everything going on. <laughs> going on. We don't know exactly when this uh, – Things gonna end, so we don't know how boxing is gonna be, um, you know, how boxing is gonna be uh, scheduled moving forward. We don't know if Virgil Ortiz is gonna fight anytime the rest of the year. So I don't know, but y'all probably should put me on mute real quick. I got you, man. No worries. Look. Yeah, I feel you though, man. That's what's <laughs> up, man. Um, you got the killers over there, man. But um, yeah, no, nah, man. I mean, hey, Sammy or. We'll see if he's ready for this. Sammy Vargas wasn't. Sammy Vargas somehow landed some punches of his own on that with his sloppy, with a sloppy display that he had. He definitely had some heart. He was still in front, trying to come in front and make it an ugly fight. Is the only way a guy with that lesser talent could only do. So, um, yeah, I see you on that side. That's what's up, um, Virgil Ortiz. He does seem like a good, good young fella. Like to see what Oscar's gonna do with him being in his. Uh, in his, in his pocket right now as far as who his favorite student will be right now. Teacher's pet of Golden Boy is is definitely Virgil Ortiz right now. But um, anything I'm missing over here, Willa, before we uh, get ready to wrap up over here, was there anything that you wanted to bring up on the, uh, that we're missing out on? We could ask Simon what kind of wings they got up in, in Seattle. <laughs> Val man, uh, you say that again? Valdez, Valdez uh, recap the Valdez fight, an upcoming fight with Valdez Burchell. 
Oh, man. Yeah. Willie, don't you want to start on that one? Uh, Oscar Valdez, he was, I mean. Yeah. I don't he like looked Burchell, all right. But... Yeah, I think, you know, he looked all right. He called out Burchell. I don't know if he's ready for Burchell. Burchell is a guy who, when you look at him, he, for some reason, he seems like he's an old Mexican fighter. But I think he might be like. I want to look it up. I think he might be like 26, then, 27 years old. He, he's in his prime. Too. He called him. He called him Chet. Then <laughs> had a little nickname. Yeah, they. Yeah, they, they, you I think, think it's going to happen. But then, yeah, but Chelsea. They say it's going to be the battle for Mexico. Yeah, I would love to see that fight. Even though I think Chelsea is a little too strong for uh, Valdez. Valdez is a guy who likes to who likes to get in there and, and go for it all. And he's trying to, you know, even though I think the last fight he tried to show that he was, you know, he could box a little bit and he went in there. And I think it went, it went all 12 with a guy that nobody was really worried about that he was supposed to get knock out. But, uh, and he was getting punched a lot. You know, he's, even though he's undefeated, I don't think he's ready for Burchell at all. I think Burchell washes him very easily. I, I'd rather mm-hmm. see the, uh, Shakur Stevenson, I think, is calling out Burchell. That's what I, I'd rather see that fight before I see the Oscar Valdez. Uh, Oscar Valdez, he's got heart. You know, I think he fought the fight before last. He fought a guy with a broken jaw. So, you know, I ain't got yeah, no hate for him. That but Scott Quinn fight was crazy. Yeah, but I ain't got no hate for him. Yeah, man, I think Burchell going to kill his ass. I yeah, think it's Burchell some kind of eliminator. Um isn't it some kind of no, but, eliminator there? And that fight has to happen, from my understanding. Yeah, it does um, happen. Yeah, that Jason Velez and uh, Oscar Valdez was some kind of eliminator, if I'm not, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, man, I, I'm totally agreeing with Will. Uh, Valdez is gonna get the pulp beat out of him by Burchill. I'm looking at Jason Velez. I'm like, this dude is slow. He don't hit hard. If you can't get rid of this dude. Before nine rounds, I think he got out, got on him out of there in ten, or something like that. He ended up getting him out of there, but it was like, no man, top tier fighters dog this guy. So if you can't really handle him and keep him off you, how you handle Burchell, who don't never stop punching? You know what I mean? So Valdez man is arguably shot worn already, like Willis said. You know he's just been in wars, man. Just been in wars, really young. And that seems to be his fight style. I think he's over there working with Canelo's people, Reynoso and them, and they trying to, you know, refine his skill and have him box a little more and not get into these wars, I guess, and hoping to, you know, prolong his career. But I think some some, some dudes, uh, you just got to be okay with who they are. You know, at some point they stop trying to yeah. make Arturo Gotti be fucking Ali. And just let this motherfucker go bleed and be guts and glory every fight. I think you know, and there's a place for that. I want to say that he's. Uh, I want to say he was training with, like, Hunter. I want to say that he got a new trainer, and that's why he was trying to, trying to. He was doing more boxing instead of. Just he was Canelo slugging it out. Reynoso now. Okay. He Reynoso. Yeah, it was, yeah, he's with his son, with Chepo's son. Eddie, right yeah, so. Go ahead, Willow. Oh, no, I was. I was no, I agree, was, though. I agree on that, man. I, uh, You know, Valdez has been in more wars than Iraq, bro. I mean, and I think that mm-hmm. war with uh, 
Twig just was the end of it, man. And uh, he was one of my guys. I like Valdez. But I just think that when you fight like that, you know, it's like, you know, you, you, you know, you're tough, you know, you're strong, you're resilient, but sometimes you just get your shit cracked and he got his shit cracked and it's like, it doesn't, he can have all the character, all the mentality, all the intangibles, but you know, your shit got broken. And I just think that that was the end of, that was the, the end of his prime and you, you, he's already smaller than Burchelt, you know, and Burchelt, like you said, oh, yeah. stop throwing punches, strong. I th- and, you know, one thing we know about top rank, they know what they're doing when it comes to matchmaking and all that. And they know when you're on the downslide and they know when to cash in on you, your name. So that makes right now is fight, a perfect time for Valdez, huh? Perfect, yeah, perfect time. To, they know Valdez is on the way out on the downside, but he's still got a name, you know, and yep. and all that. And that would be a good name for Burchell to have on because, you know, we can say whatever we want. His record still says 28-0 with 22 knockouts. That still looks good for Burchell. Burchell can be the guy that's 28-0, then that's good. So you get that, and then maybe – we start talking about a Rachel versus, you know, uh, even though I think he'd probably get washed, you know, Shakur or maybe a Lomachenko. If Lomachenko moves back down or something, or I don't know. But I just think this is a name to put under Rachel's resume, you know. And, uh, you know, it's a, you know, it's, it's a shame, but it's, it happens in boxing. You know, like, you got a kid that's, you know, willing to fight people, exciting but then he just has that one bad night. Even though he won the fight, he lost that war against Quig. And he's just mm-hmm. never going to be the same after. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what happened. Uh, essentially, Tim Bradley and Provodnikov seem to retire each other, man. That's something you, you really don't see. Usually one dude gets the short end of the stick. But I'm not sure if Bradley or Provodnikov ever either really rebounded from that fight. And um, sometimes he came back and he so beat Marquez, courtesy. you know. He came back and beat Marquez. Bradley. Okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't want to. But, no, I don't. I disagree on Provodnikov. I just think Provodnikov sucks and always sucks. No skills. <laughs> and and Bradley made him look good. Because this dude got outboxed by John Molina. Outboxed. Yeah. Bad. You know? Mm-hmm. John Molina's yeah. not a war and you lose a war. Because we know Molina can go to war. He can win some wars. He got outboxed by John Molina. You know? That's when you know it's bad. So, but that's that's after, but we've seen what he did to, uh, what was it, Chris Algieri? Who provided uh, to make his bones with? No, no, but he beat, no, uh, he lost to Algieri. I remember picking that fight. I was telling everybody Algieri going to beat him. Now, he did fuck up his eyes. Yeah, me turned, and, that's how you know. Yeah, me that's and you how both. you know Provodnikov has some real power. And I remember somebody, it might have been Algieri, said that he was like, and somebody else said it too, where like he was the hardest puncher he faced. And there's evidence, because if you look at Algieri's face before that fight, he still has like markings, you know? Like he's still kind of like, guys like a, like not like a black eye, but it's like a little bit of shade still. Oh, yeah. His eye looks kind of weird. Tim couldn't and I'm like, bro. For a month. 
That nigga had yeah, Tim Bradley not talking up. for a month. <laughs> if a nigga hits so Tim was fucked up right for a month, nigga, I'm never fighting you again. <laughs> Bro, he's got power, dude. His power is legit. Now he don't got anything else except for a good chin. You know, he can he can take a punch, but yeah. his power is legit. What a great I fight that was between those two guys, man. I'll never forget that damn fight. I mean, it, but yeah, you right about that time. Uh, Me and you were the only dudes who picked Ruslan or uh, Chris Algeri to beat Ruslan. I remember that. The only better fight to me in recent his, history is Corrales uh, Casillo. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was you know that was maybe the greatest fight ever, you know. But, um, but I'm just saying, like the difference is no. But the thing is, is like that fight was only great because of Bradley's stupidity, you know. You know, Diego Corrales. Yeah, definitely. He can fight. Riley was fighting for Jose Luis Riley Castillo can fight. We saw it in you know multiple fights he's had. You know Floyd, the Floyd fight and all that. Provanikov can't fight. Let's make that clear. He got no skills. Bradley gave him the best night of his life because he got a few paydays after that fight because people were so like you know Based they loved the fight. fight, which was a great fight. They got this. They got fooled to believe in that he can actually fight. He cannot fight. He's got a chin, and he can punch. He got nothing else. No skills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but, and bringing it, bringing it all back, though, bringing it all back to the Oscar Valdez part, do you think people still have that same, that same uh, false belief in how good Oscar Valdez actually is because of how much he's been taken off his career with that Scott Quick fight alone, man? I mean, you know, who could, who could forget all the blood that man was spitting out and I mean, you know, that had to take a lot out of him, man. Do you think people are still um, foolishly believing in Oscar Valdez being able to reach his reach his potential in a big fight? I, I think that's fool's gold. I think with, with Oscar, you're trying to reinvent the wheel, man. Sometimes, and that's why I brought uh, Gotti into it and made this an analogy. I think Buddy McGirt, I think it was Buddy McGirt was uh, Arturo's trainer. I'm not sure, though, but they spent years trying to stop dude from going to war to the point where it just got like, you know what, dude, just let him, that's, that's what we love him for. And I feel, and, and I'm saying that to say they need to just let Oscar be who he is because you've seen him trying to box. That shit wasn't working, man. And so the best thing you can do is just love him for who he is. Understand it's going to be a war with him. It's going to be blood, but there are people here for that. And people will love him for that. He don't need to be freaking Mayweather or nothing. You know what I mean? Just let him go out there and bleed and do what he do. And we'll love him. That's it. Yeah, but the problem is they let him do that, and he got his face rearranged. And he was leaking blood early in the fight and lost a lot of yeah, – you know Oscar, what I mean? Got his Oscar whole jaw reconstructed. He's a, he, he likes to throw down, man. <laughs> you know – I don't know. Where, where do you think his power is at right now, Simon, after you've seen some of the shots? Because we talked about Virgil Ortiz landing a lot of shots, and Sammy Vargas was right there. Well, Oscar Valdez was in that same predicament. Yeah, I mean, he was, you know, he's a, he's a small 30-pounder. You know what I mean? And he's, But he was never a guy that was a, a big puncher anyway. He was sharp, and he, and he was good in combination. You know what I mean? Um, but the problem yeah. with that is, is like – and. and 
when you come when you when you punch in combination usually especially when you're going up in weight you're you're usually trying to like score points and yeah. be defensive you know but we don't but he don't have defense that's the problem and when you don't have defense and you throw in combination what happens you put yourself open for counters you put yourself open for you know a guy coming back at you because you usually tend to admire your work or things like that. And so with a guy like Burchell who throws punches too, now it's like a phone booth. And I don't think that's the right thing for Valdez to be going into a phone booth with Burchell, you know, but Hey, stranger things have happened. He is tough. You know, he is resilient. And one thing about Valdez though is, you know, he'll he'll test Burchell's character, you know? Like, if there's any, you know, if there's any bitch in him, it'll come out against Valdez, you know what I mean? Because you're going to have to take Valdez out. And if you show any weaknesses, if he starts touching you and you backing up or you hurt, Valdez will get that out of you, you know? But I don't know, man. It, it It's just, you know, it's one of those things, man. I just hope it's a good fight and, you know, it, you know, both of them yeah. come out of it, uh, you know, okay. But please believe, man, these dudes are going to be getting hit with some serious punches in that fight. Zero. De- you know, I always talk about both are going to need a defensive coordinator before that fight. Seriously. <laughs> you know, you do make a I good think, point. I think Burchell's offense is his defense, man. I think Burchell is kind of like Pacquiao. Mm-hmm. You notice when guys fight Pacquiao? They keep their hands home way more than normal. Uh, I think Burchelt kind of like that because his offense makes you keep your hands home. And I think, you know, Valdez is, I don't know, man. I think we have Valdez as this kind of brawler, but Valdez to me is really a, a pot shot guy. He, he, he hits while, he throws while you're punching, and he's, he's looking for the home run. So I don't see that. Load up, guys. Burchelt. I just yeah. think that's going to be kind of um, backfire against him versus Burchell. The only the only reason I say uh, I agree with Simon, like, you know, it's about the stranger things can happen. With Burchell, I always have the memory of the fight with Takashi Miura. And I don't know. If Valdez, could, if Valdez fights the way that he's capable of fighting and lying some of these shots, we might see a little bit out of him because a little bit of that, that word that Simon used coming out of a fighter. We've seen a little bit in that fight with Takashi Miura, but his, with his, the way his style was going at, uh, we talk about these Japanese and Chinese fighters that come over to, to you know, come over and fight and leave it all on the line. That's kind of what it was. It was a damn good fight between the, both those guys. And I'll never forget it about Burchelt because I've seen things in Burchelt that I've never seen before. So it's not that far outside the realm of possibility that Oscar Valdez might be able to, upset and get a victory in this fight but I don't know if you guys remember that fight that that that, that one always stands out to me with Miguel Burchett you know another thing to remember is like Scott Quigg missed weight right and Scott Quigg was heavy in that fight and Valdez hit him with everything you know and Quigg uh you know took it and you know went the distance and all that lost the fight but took it all and like that's the type of size Burchelt will be on fight night, you know? So the question is, 
is Valdez going to be able to keep him off him? Is he be, is he going to be able to get Burchell's respect? If he can, then it gets interesting. If it can't, it could end early. Yeah, I, I expect a, a bloody a bludgeoning. I expect blood, 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 because I don't got Burchell as no heavy puncher, but we know he he gonna punch you a lot. And Valdez, I think they're going to stop it due to some kind of cut or just excessive blood or some shit. So I expect to see a lot of blood. I agree. Hey, but real quick, RC, we got to make sure we had that moment of silence for Nazim Richardson, who died last Friday, man. Uh, oh, yeah. We got to yeah. make sure we do that. Yeah, all right. Well, um, you know, I, I think we should just um, – we hit a lot of topics here today, and we're coming up on uh, an hour and 30. And I think it's only right that we hit that, that final 10 count for the passing of the brother, Nazim Richardson. Um, most notable for being in, in the corner, man, with the likes of guys like Shane Mosley. And, you know, the man who always says he's not the gangster that we think he is. And all those great things. A true knowledgeable man in the game. RIPs came out of. Uh, every direction from the boxing world when when uh, when we found out about his passing and uh top margaritos you know, margaritos plaster gloves that's true that is true He's a goddamn saint for that one let alone hall of fame Tito also remember Tito Trinidad too well i don't know about all that but Go look it up. (laughs) Go look it up, dude. I don't don't remember any of that, bro, but, you know, (laughs) hey. Um, Yeah, well, let's give that moment of silence in the past and then show our respect from the Outsiders Boxing Podcast out of respect that we, that's well-deserved for the past and the brother Nazim. We hit that bell. Oh, we ain't got no bell. But we do have, you know, you know. Sometimes, oh yeah. Normally, I'm the one that gets the bell ready for for these ones right here. But I wish we had the clip of him saying uh, about about Ariola. I wish we had that. <laughs> the hell was that? White boys to me. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa, hey, that's whoa. what I, <laughs> when I came. <laughs> that's how you know we got that copyright infringement, man. Yeah, man. You know we can't be having that shit come back to us, you know. But R.I.P. to the brother Nazim, man. Uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of quotes could have been great if we had sound bites of him. Sign was mentioning the 
the quarter by him talking about Chris Ariola, that would have been great too. Um, a knowledgeable guy that went and passed way too early, man. I think he was around. What was he? Um, from the age, I think I checked. Was it like his, 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 fifty-four? Like, anybody know the cause of death? No, he was sick. He, he was going through an illness. Uh, After a long yeah. illness. I wonder. I wonder if it had anything to do with his uh, stroke he had in the past. How long ago was that stroke, son? Do you know? Off top. Uh, it was around when um when uh he when Bernard fought uh was it Calzaghi? Because I remember Freddie Freddie Roach was in the corner for Bernard and Naz, Nazim was still there, but he wasn't like the, the full on trainer. Like he was kind of just being like the eyes for Bernard over here. Yeah, and so. I think it was around 07, 08. Yeah, whenever he fought Calzaghi. Because I remember after that fight. Um, yeah, 2007. Freddie, Freddie said he should retire. He said Bernard should retire after that fight. And then, like, Bernard didn't like that. And then he went back to Nazim. And then he came back and still had a few good wins or whatever. But, uh, um, yeah. So about 07 was when it happened. But, you know, with them strokes, man, you know. You know, you really don't come out the same, man. And then a lot of people deal with a lot of complications and stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, that, it is crazy, man. And um, 64 years of age, man, seems early to me. But, you know, one of the guys, that are, one of the most knowledgeable guys that will be missed for sure. So it's only right for us to give our our, our, good, our condolences and graces to you know, man. So... Glad we could get that right around here. I wish we had a ten best. Would have been right. I've been a little bit more prepared next time. That's my mistake. But um, yeah, man. Um, Simon, before we get out of here, I think the only other thing you missed on is uh, Tyson and Roy Jones and Oscar De La Hoya wanting to fight Canelo. Uh, any one of those two you want to touch on? Well, when it comes to the two old men about to fight, man, all I gotta say is somebody's going to sleep. I'm not oh, sure who. Oh, yeah. Somebody's going to sleep, you know dude. Headgear and see, JP, that's what JP want to see. Oh, they're wearing headgear? Well, it still might happen, but damn, bro. that's weak. That's weak. Yeah, they're wearing headgear. No, they're wearing... Oh. Yeah, I wasn't that's... too big of a fan of the headgear thing, and I didn't know how legit that was, neither. This is an old-ass man. Unless Roy Jones got a goddamn uh, uh, a chin gear next to him, then he's going to be all right. But as far as I know, that's not how they make headgear. Yeah, you know, also they might be worried because, you know, you know, if you were in reality, it's like you're talking about a guy that was a, you know, he was a midget, but he was a real heavyweight. You know, Tyson was a real 200-plus pound guy, while Roy was a natural middleweight, you know? So even though they're older now and all that, like, power is power, you know? So they're probably worried about, like, yeah, if Mike touches him, and we know Roy don't got the best Because <laughs> if the wind yeah. blows too hard, Roy's legs get stiff if the wind blows too hard, boy. Cause yeah. Roy's so, just, every time you touch that shit. Yeah, so they're probably worried about that, you know, because that punching power don't go away, man. You know what I mean? Hold <laughs> oh, look. 
Yo, yo, JP, did Roy Jones cost you some money back in the day? You took some unnecessary shots about Roy Jones in that them stanky leg. Do you know what? I was just went into like a huge argument with a Roy Jones fan. I was just tell, all I said was I respect Bernard Hopkins more because Bernard Hopkins did more with far less. I told them the dude Roy Jones is probably the he did more God gifted. Did you say he did more? more? What are you talking about? Uh, I, I, I'm a Hopkins fan. He didn't do more than Roy Jones. Not more yeah, Roy went to heavyweight. That just just that is that, right. that in itself is just better than anything Bernard did. But and Roy but was pound, Roy, pound considered pound for pound the man. Bernard Hopkins was never there for like a long ass Roy, time too. A long time. Roy did that all off of God given talent. And winning and it doesn't matter. That, it's still accomplishment. It's uncanny, still accomplished it. You know? As soon as that uncanny reaction time left, as soon as all that he was done. uncanny explosiveness left, this was a dude who could put his hands behind his back and knock your ass out with a left hand. Like, Roy got away yeah, with shit okay. that criminal. But, you know, what's, the, what's left, your point? This nigga was nothing. Yeah, I don't get like every, we agree with everything you're saying, but that doesn't take away from the fact that like Roy did more, you know, like than Bernard. He just he just did, man. Like I don't I don't know, man. I mean, I, I might rather be Bernard to be honest with you. You know, Bernard fought to what? Near fifty. Rather Bernard, rather yeah, being Bernard in, in, in rather being I don't I don't get that saying, but rather being in like what they what they did. It's like. I mean, I, that's to me that's different. It's like, you know, not to get to another well, sport. So, so but when I say more, when I say more with less is what I what I said. That doesn't mean he has more accolades. I just mean if 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 they have the the same starting point. But see, it's kind of hard to explain because Roy's starting line is so much farther than everybody else's. B Hop had to work his ass off just to be that good. Roy was just a fucking God-given animal, you know. Like he he got gifts what, from God that no one gets. That's what yeah, most of the okay. best. Guys a lot are. of guys are like that. That doesn't mean you, yeah. you don't take away from what they accomplished, though. You know. Yeah, well, I'm not you lost with Guys are fundamentally sound, skilled, can do everything, but they're not as you know they're not of the course, biggest I'll, athlete. I'll and there's some guys it. that are just the best athlete. You know, it's like. That doesn't that doesn't mean one. It's, it's at the end of the day, when we judge them, we judge them like, who is better? Who's the best? What did they accomplish? You know, it's like Roy. Roy was better than Bernard. You know. Uh, I mean, well, I agree. If you think he was better, better. Than, that's a. You can probably that's like, um, but I still I still take Bernard, man. Um, just more with less, far more with less. Um, some of us, I don't know if you guys seen that thing on YouTube where it's like, you know, they had a hundred kids at a starting line, and they said, you know, if you if you have parents, take two steps forward. If you if your parents went to college, take two steps forward. After a series of questions, there were kids still at the starting line, and then there was kids done almost at the end of the race already because of the series of questions that applied to them. And you know, I just apply that to sports sometimes. And this is my own weird Chinese math, right? But um. Yeah, man, boy. You Chinese, JP? What, what did this change? You didn't tell me you were Chinese. More like nigga, please. When did this? 
I should be playing. You know, that right it's now. like, uh, and it's like, uh, it's like Shaq. It's like Shaq versus. It's like some like some people will will take Shaq versus Tim Duncan that argument. These are two complete games. One dude's just blessed blessed with monster strength and girth and all these all these God given things. I, I tend to like the dudes who got to go to to the workshop for it. It's kind of like Kobe talked about, you know, before he passed. You know, yeah, so you I, like, I didn't jump the high. So you like Hopkins more than you like Russell. Yeah, talent versus Jones. skills. That's, yeah, you know, we, we know that. Yeah, talent you versus like skills, more. But that has nothing to do with mm-hmm, him yeah. being doing more with less because he didn't do more, so he did less with less. So it doesn't make any sense. But no, you like him more, more because he less. got it from the ground up. No, he did less with less I, because he didn't do more than him. Sure, Willa, sure. But you know <laughs> what I mean. Hey, hey, also, <laughs> Also, for whatever sure. reason, the gifted athletes, for whatever in sports, it's like when they, when they, you know, if they're really like really, really great, and then but they happen to be like some supreme athlete, people will say, oh, they're only good because they're a supreme athlete. But then if they're a supreme athlete and like might have been really, really good, but maybe some believe that they didn't reach their full potential, they say, oh, they they should have done this or they should have done that or. They could, you know, they didn't work hard as this guy, and it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, it is what it is. Some people are just blessed with athletic we, we, we got the you know? blessed ones who didn't like Gamboa. At, at, Gamboa probably was one of the greatest. I mean, Gamboa had a Ferrari in the sense of what he could do in the boxing ring at probably like yeah, Gamboa had years old. Yeah, he's, he's, you know, one of those dudes who's, but Roy Jones just had the explosive power with the shit. You know, like, Roy Jones had shit nobody has. It's like if you got a, a character on a video game and this one throws bombs and this one does these type of kicks. Roy Jones had a package that we don't get in boxing, dog. Like, nobody has had that package. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.